0: Hello, John. How are you doing today? Hello, Aiden. I, I I'm I'm doing pretty okay. Uh, I, I finished up my my classes. Uh, on Thursday, had a had a Woo! pretty bad presentation. Uh, <laughs> it, hey, who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah, who gives a fuck? Uh, it was it, it's for my capstone class. I'm gonna have to present again in, and I think April when we actually present the final program. But but it's whatever. It. It was. Uh,
1: is this like a like a two semester same group shit?
0: Yeah, and we 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 have like actual programs that we're presenting to actual customers, even though they're they they shouldn't be called customers because we're doing unpaid labor. But whatever,
1: mm-hmm. whatever. You're being paid with a diploma.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> or something. Um. But besides that, uh, I've been chilling all weekend. Uh, I started watching. Disney Plus original The Mandalorian weird experience there's some weird themes going on for Disney to be telling me uh but baby Yoda baby Yoda but baby Yoda if if baby Yoda if, if baby Yoda weren't in it I I I would think that The Mandalorian was like anti Disney like wholeheartedly but
1: hmm
0: um yeah baby Yoda's definitely just there to be like a minion equivalent of marketability,
1: <laughs> the Star Wars minion. Star Wars minion. The, po- the porgs failed. We need a new Star Wars. The porgs, the porgs did a lot more than fail. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I know it's been a while. I was thinking the other day. Like I am, I am known. If if anybody knows me, you know that I am like virulently anti Star Wars. Um, but I was, I was thinking the other day that like it's been. A little bit. It's been a hundred years since the last Star Wars movie came out. It's it's not been a big topic of discussion, and so I have I've kind of been in my head like, you know, what? like the the original trilogy has like a really nice atmosphere. I kind of, I like like grungy space wild west settings, and I think the the original trilogy is pretty good at that. Yeah. So I I I might. Um ethically and legally get my hands on a copy of the mandalorian Yo! at some point Yo! <laughs> and look at it yeah not immediately but it's i've, I've entertained the, the idea of it that's well, yeah. yeah
0: that's respectable i i i have enjoyed season one of the mandalorian I, I i finished it just before we we started well before my grandma called me before we started but i finished it before <laughs> we started uh i liked it i it's definitely better than the sequel movies uh but it's, that's not hard. That's not hard. <laughs> but the the main reason that I, I decided to watch it is because like I grew up with like prequel stuff and I watched the Clone Wars TV show when I was a kid and I liked Dave Filoni's work and ever since he's gotten more of his ideas into season two, I was I've been like, hmm, maybe I should watch Mandalorian to see what characters I cared about when I was a kid or up to. But that's besides the point. This is Homestuck. Yeah. This is a Homestuck podcast. <laughs> well, I was I was
1: gonna say what I did this weekend. What I did this weekend was no one cares. Um, <laughs> I I, <I'm>
0: kidding. I
1: <laughs> it's my show and I get to no it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say that uh, I recently uh, I was I've been guiding a couple friends through their first watch of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion yes uh as of late and I've on heard. friday we watched the film end of evangelion i'm gonna keep it you real. may have heard of it i'm
0: gonna keep it real i wasn't invited to the end of evangelion viewing i regret it, i regret not inviting you i, don't, I don't know. regret not inviting ha- having having brady be the one to tell me that you guys were watching end of evangelion kind of hurt a little kind of hurt i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> i'm
1: sorry i'm sorry
0: dude it's fine um, i've seen it like five times <laughs> I mean,
1: I've seen it like a hundred times, um, but I think uh, every time, that was, this is probably like the ninth time I've seen the movie, and every day that I watch End of Evangelion, I usually have the advance warning of like waking up and being like, okay, I'm going to watch the End of Evangelion today. And I didn't have that on Friday, and it really kind of caught me like off guard. Um, So I spent a lot of, I spent a lot of uh, yesterday just kind of like processing it again. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring this up, uh, is because I think you could maybe make an argument for Evangelion being Homestuck adjacent in some ways. Yes. Um, it, one, uh, if there's any media property that has spurred more discourse, TM, than Homestuck, it may be Evangelion. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I know that some of our listeners even, maybe, uh, are listening to us talk about Evangelion and, like, rolling their eyes, because I know it's a very controversial anime. I'm gonna say, give it a chance. It's interesting. Um, it's a very, but in other ways, it's also adjacent. It's very much about, um, growing up, and how being a kid is hard, and nobody understands. Uh, but it's also about how being an adult is hard, and nobody understands that either. Yeah. Um and specifically what i i made a joke tweet the other day um i posted uh vriska circuit and Asuka langley saw you side by side i said literally the same character how did they get away with this and i turned off replies i thought it it was it was just a funny joke um but at the same time i i i think you could make a pretty strong argument that uh vriska is the Asuka of Homestuck.
0: yes I I I would say that like a vast majority of the fandom would probably agree with that statement.
1: Okay, I I think it's funny that I'm now landing on conclusions that it may be widely accepted elsewhere already. Yeah, but it it's true. I don't know. Check out Evangelion. It's cool.
0: Yeah, check um, check it out. Um, it's very unfortunate that the most vocal Evangelion likers are the ones who debate which thirteen year old is the hottest. Um, it's it, there's more to it than that. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot more, I promise. <laughs>
1: um, I know... I was gonna say, like, most people will have a negative impression of it because of this kind of unfortunate legacy it had of, like, tr- like partially trying to criticize the way that young women are portrayed in anime and accidentally creating templates for anime in the 20 years since to sexualize teenage girls. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, you could really... You could definitely write an essay applying the the hedgehog's dilemma core conflict of Ava to, to to Vriska specifically. The hedgehog's dilemma being um the idea of a person who desperately requires like desires warmth from others but uh as they pull others closer their spines hurt each other and they end up being pushed apart again. You could you could you could, you, could, you can point to events in Vriska's upbringing uh, and and things like that yeah. to to really draw us together.
0: Yeah, I w- I would agree with that.
1: I I spent more time than I would care to care to discuss. Like thinking like, man, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, anime clubs over. Uh, and we do have some homestuck to talk about today.
0: We do. We have some yes. some very interesting homestuck content to talk about. Some
1: atypical homestead content, I would say. We get a lore dump today. We do. Um, we do. And not a lot of action with characters that we're a- accustomed to. So let's let's get into it.
0: Let's hop on in. Um, um
1: so as we recall, at the end of last reading, uh, we had just discovered this small Aradia-shaped person, um held captive in Scratch's mansion hotel house. Uh and she's she's in one, she's in a bit of a mood. Um there was there was a bit of a, a fight, uh, and it ended with uh with Scratch turning off I believe this is the fifth wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the fifth wall. Uh suspending her furniture privileges. So we pick back up right uh in the midst of this temper tantrum. Um and I, I kind of wish that we had reserved the name smaller, Rodia shaped person for this episode, because I I still think it's really funny and there's a lot more of her here.
0: Damn, you're you're right. Another blunder <laughs> by John. That that title decision <laughs> was all on me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't think of anything. and I didn't feel like asking for another title.
1: That's entirely fair. But um, okay. So anyway, so we're here, uh, back where we left off, um. She's she's th- she's she's still angry. Uh, she she we start out with her uh taking her hairpins out and unrendering herself in a symbolic manner, which is a, is a bit of a meta joke that I I I it caught me off guard uh, having a a a a sprite
0: joke this late in the comic, <laughs> and it it made me laugh. It's a good one, but also I want to <laughs> mention how fucked up her horns look here. I I I think the inconsistency in the Megiddo horns is is consistently bothersome to me i don't know i i i i just can't wrap my mind around the megido horns goat horns are
1: like confusing to look at from different angles uh but the the degree to which hussy cannot decide how their horns work is comical yeah I would- I would like to, at some point, go and index every panel with a Megido in it, just to- with in, not in sprite form, and just see all the different ways that Hussy tries to make them work. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this- this- the girl- this girl, uh, Assault, Scratch and a Mock Strife panel, um, he's unfazed by her powerful display of hairpin magic, and, uh, in retaliation- teleports them to what appears to be the the hull of a battleship, uh, in space, where she can't breathe, and alludes that, uh, eventually this vessel will reach your planet, and we can either go back home the fast way or the slow way, which, uh, definitely isn't going to foreshadow things that happen later in this reading.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Um. They come, they go back to, to the room, uh. She once again retaliates, but this time with a an actual suicide threat, calling way way back to uh Rose's strife with mom way back when. Um, it strikes me as kind of impotent, considering that he just threatened to kill her. So, uh, I, I don't know what she's thinking there. And uh, in, Scratch decides that this is a good opportunity to remind her why she's here, why she needs to behave, and to explain to the reader uh, what the hell is going on here. And he specifically uses the phrase um, opportunity for which she is being groomed, which is, like, I, I, I hate it. I yeah. I hate this guy. S-
0: Scratch's conti- continued use of the word "groom," not good. <laughs> Sp-
1: <laughs> I mean, very effective.
0: Very effective, but. but also not good, especially in the context of he has a Small girl locked up in his mansion, hotel, house, thing, place. Apartment. Apartment.
1: <laughs> uh, but,
0: but nonetheless,
1: uh, it's now time for a big lore dump. And as we get into this, we see the, the girl snap her fingers and, via some magics, uh, switch the fifth wall back on, which will become relevant shortly. But anyway, we get to learn about Alternia and what it used to be like and why. Um Scratch tells us uh and if there's anything I miss, yell at me okay. uh cuz this is this is a big we, this 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 is big notes here. So Alternia, uh quote scratch was once peaceful um before he arrived basically. Um Trollkind was much different from what we knew it as uh, during Hivebend. It was a much less brutal society. Um, But like the events of Hivebend and the universe we knew then, uh, there was a fateful game that entailed 12 legendary heroes to play on the eve of their race's extinction. Um, There were 24 figures of legend delivered from the sky. 12 of them were the heroes, 12 of them were the ancestors of those 12. Um... And the game that they played would be doomed to fail. uh, Not unlike all the games that we have seen thus far. Um, Their society was inadequate and it had not prepared them for the game. And uh, Scratch's master's influence itself would doom their session. Um, However, they were offered a deal by, quote-unquote, the mother of all monsters. And they were offered a second chance uh, to Scratch and reset their session. Uh, and the universe, by extent, um, through this, the the universe that we know that Lafronia was created, um, and Doc Scratch was brought into being through this event as well. Um, the original heroes and the their ancestors' positions swapped uh, through a cruel, ironic twist of fate. Um, so the the trolls that we know, Carcat and company, uh, were incarnated from the original guardians and the- or the original ancestors and the trolls that we know of history as the- our trolls' ancestors were the heroes of the previous session. Um, And that was how Hivebent played out. And everything went as planned, except for the signless.
0: Right. Uh, I- I think it's worth saying- you- you- you kind of skimmed over it, but the- the failure of their session, uh, was specifically because of a glitch- That caused their creation to be in a universe that, in the universe that was caused by the Scratch. Well, the instance of their planet that was caused by the Scratch. So they had to fail. They had to Scratch their session Mm -hmm. to assure that they would be created. And this Mm -hmm. glitch specifically is the glitch that is tied to Scratch being seeded into a universe.
1: Everything is faded from the start. Yes. Okay, yeah, so that, yeah, th- there's that. Um, continuing, um, so the sufferer or the signless, uh, was a mutant, uh, sp- well, the su- signless is a general term. The sufferer, troll Jesus, the specific troll, uh, was a mutant, um, who lived in exile, uh, because of his mutation. Uh, he was, uh, a considered a pride by troll society for. By, by not belonging to a regular blood cast. Um, and in his exile, he would eventually begin to develop these visions uh, of these half-baked memories of uh, an alternia uh, w- that was peaceful, uh, one that didn't know the rigorous class system and brutality that we know, that characterizes troll society in the universe we're familiar with. Um, He would go and make it his life's work to ...preach uh, equality and compassion, and the traits that he saw valued in the universe that he remembered. And this was considered heretical by the Troll Society that we know. And eventually led to sectarian war, which did not go well for him or his followers. He's effectively a a Jesus figure for trolls, but not everyone liked him.
0: Just like Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Our Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I was thinking in
1: terms of like uh, there's, there's <laughs> <laughs> excuse me um uh, by not everyone liked him that was like my I was like thinking like uh I was like now not everyone's a Christian like I'd always say that and I just kind of failed it absolutely
0: uh now now's the perfect point to like call out shout out uh Tumblr user Homestuck is a sin. <laughs> who, who, <laughs> uh, if, if there's any Homestuck old heads listening, uh, you definitely remember Tumblr user, Homestuck is a Sin. For, for, for the new folk out there, uh, this person would post so much about how, uh, the sufferer is like the worst thing in existence because it's, it's a mockery of, of real Jesus. And, I'm pretty sure to this day, we're not sure whether that person was like trolling or not. If so, one of the absolute most goaded
1: troll accounts to ever exist. So true. They got so many interactions. <laughs> um, I, I I'm sure that there's some wiki page or some Tumblr post documenting their legacy out there somewhere. Find seek it out. It's it's a blast. Um, I'm sure if I looked at it now. Then it would it would be really I I would look at it and I would think like that's there's no way that's a, a, a authentic person, but they were really good at playing the part. Uh, at least I'll say that much.
0: Yeah. Uh, if anyone's interested in looking at some classic "Homestuck" is a sin posts, just go to Google Images. There's screenshots everywhere. Just Google "Homestuck is a sin" with hyphens in between every word. <laughs> it's good. It's great content.
1: Yes, do recommend. Do recommend. Um. Back to our... Back to our sufferer, though. <laughs> um, eventually, uh, after... Uh, war broke out, the sufferer himself was captured, as were his disciples, um, and he was tortured and eventually killed. But before he was killed, uh, as as he was tortured, all of his compassion and his... Uh, his positive traits were transformed into limitless burning rage and as he was killed his dot di- with his dying breath he let out the vast expletive <laughs> which would inexplicably have the entirety of the truth of his teachings encoded into it uh and it would it uh to reach whoever it, it, whoever and whoever w- would it would it would reach uh would receive it in some way it was uh Waiting to reveal itself to any who would inherit his burden, the page reads. Yes. Uh, His teachings were, in fact, heeded uh, by a certain few, Um, and they would persist in hushed tones throughout uh, Troll Society, throughout all all echelons of it, Um, and the irons that he was held in would soon become his sign in Legacy, the Cancer sign that we're used to. Um, and what his teachings said was the second signless would someday come and lead his people to glory. Uh, unfortunately, his teachings would eventually fade into history and be all but forgotten, but the preparation that had been put in place for his successor uh, had been ensured by this time. Yes. And when, when he would show up, he would have a loser to raise him and a sign to his name. No, no, no points for guessing who that is.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> I just want to give another quick shout out <laughs> to, to to another classic uh Homestuck fandom post. Um, I kind of missed my shot. I'm pretty sure you went to the to a, to the next page, but but no, go ahead. The the vast expletive. Um, there there was an audio post that was that was pretty big in the fandom called called the Sufferer's Last Sermon. Um, which is it's it's just a made up like final words of the sufferer but mm-hmm. it's 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 worth noting because the guy who voiced it is now the voice actor for deku in my hero academia <laughs> if if you if you go on youtube and look up the sufferer's last sermon it's him it's it's fucking deku voicing the, the sufferer and it's insane it,
1: getting a good job as an amateur voice actor seems like the weirdest thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, th-
1: that's good trivia. Thank you for calling that. I was not aware of this.
0: It's so interesting. I found out, like, like two or three years ago, and it blew my mind. <laughs> it, it, it's it's weird to think that, like, people who did, like, Homestuck shit are, like, now getting into, like, multiple industries, and yes. it's everywhere.
1: I was having a conversation about like this the other day, uh, where I, I kind of said like, um, I was talking to a, a relatively new reader, shout out Katie. Um, and I was saying, uh, the thing is about finding out that your, your favorite things that exist now are homesuck adjacent is that like, it is impossible for any independent media, uh, project or IP it's launched within the past like five years to not be it's impossible for it to be like greater than two degrees removed from homestuck
0: yeah i think the (laughs) i think the biggest example of like homestuck creators becoming a part of something else is like steven universe as a whole there there are like so many like artists and musicians who ended up on the steven universe team it's it's crazy i i know i don't believe in steven universe yeah (laughs) i i I know james roach who still does music for homestuck is also like doing like music stuff for cartoon network now which is impressive it's (laughs) crazy whether
1: or not i believe in steven universe personally i don't think it exists Um, (laughs) it's it's pretty cool that like homestuck actually kickstarter people and ending up in like cartoon network and stuff yeah Regardless of whatever you think of it, it that's some that's a that's some prestige to have in the industry to work for. True, it, being an animator is like a dog shit industry, but like no. you know, you got places, it's pretty neat. Yeah. No. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Uh. Vax. Expletive. Um. Silences is, su- is the the second Sinless is successor. Uh. Okay. Landing back on. Where are we? Forty fifty seven. Um. This confused me a, a, a bit when I when when I first skipped this to this page, um, because I, I thought that this was supposed to be about the 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 successor, and it's 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 definitely not, unless I have missed something. No, it's it's not. Here. It's
0: it's not about the successor.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it goes back to the the sufferers or very early days. Uh, attentive readers may notice that things are going up and on, on up in the banner. Um, I neglected to notice this until I was about, like, halfway through it, and so I decided I'm just going to recap it at the end when it becomes relevant, because not really a ton happens, and it will break up the flow. Anyway, uh, so this goes back to Recant the- the sufferer's, uh, life, um, and it starts at the start when he- when he landed, um, on Alternia, so- when he when he landed, uh, he was discovered by the sympathetic Dalla Rosa, who was a member of the Jade Blood class, attending to the mother grubs. Um, she found him and was sympathetic to him, uh, and realized that because of his candy red mutant blood, he would not be able to find a lucis, and he would end up he would die. Uh, and she took it to herself to fleece to flee troll society, and to raise him herself, which was, uh Unheard of in on alternia um, crazy, and she, yeah, it, it, having a mom is illegal. <laughs> um, a- anyway, uh, she would end up becoming the first of his followers, uh, which is an it, interesting this, this, uh, this also brings up more of like uh troll lifespan in this reading, uh, and confirms it as like a thing, which I believe we went over recently, yeah, uh, but anyway. Uh, as the sufferer would grow up um he would and gain traction uh he was joined by a a couple of his closest disciples um namely the disciple uh a olive is that is the name of that blood color olive Nepeta's
0: yeah I, uh, I i think it's olive yeah
1: okay uh an olive blood uh the disciple who had become his Lover, um, they are described as more than what the quadrants can define, which is kind of, kind of weird that that would be like a a, a mythical thing in troll society, um. We can tell me the implications of that later, I guess, if we want to. Um, but beyond that, uh, he was also accompanied by the psionic, uh, who was a, the Solix analog or his ancestor, um. When she was killed, well, it, it, skipping ahead a little bit, when they were when they were captured and when she was slated to be killed, this stuff was spared by the executor executor, uh, and allowed to escape, which presumably would lead to the executor's exile. Yes. Um. But as the disciple escaped, she would abscond with his with the sufferer's leggings. Which is really hard to take seriously.
0: Yeah, we we didn't we didn't really talk about it, but in the in, in the panel on forty fifty five, where he's, I'm, or maybe you talked about it and I zoned out. Uh, in in on forty <laughs> fifty five, like it looks like he's like completely jacked, but that's like his pants like hiked up. Yeah, it's,
1: it it it's. I am a hundred percent sure that that is a entirely uh, a, a result of the pants cat yes. misdraw that we it, called yeah. out a while ago. Yes, and Hussey decided to incorporate that into the lore of of troll Jesus. <laughs> um, but regardless, uh, the the disciple of with the with the leggings, um, and would spend the rest of her days, uh. ...living in monastic savagery and writing out his teachings in cave drawings, uh, so they would persist, uh, after his death. Um, the dolorosa after this, would be sold into slavery to sea dwellers, which should also sound familiar to those of you who've been paying attention to the ancestor stuff.
0: Right. It's not, it's not outright confirmed... But it's, like, heavily hinted at based on the actions of Dualscar and Eredin. That the 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 slave troll that was in the, the very smutty section of Mindfang's journal...
1: The one that made us break down.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's very heavily implied that that slave troll was the Dolorosa. And it's pretty much accepted mm-hmm. by, like, everyone that it was.
1: Yeah, f- from a storytelling perspective, I don't think you'd... I, it, like, it, it's a story... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This thing is coincidence. Um, and, but of his followers, the psionic would be the one to suffer the most unfortunate fate. Uh, although perhaps the most prestigious as well. He would be enlisted by the Empress, the Condess, to power her personal battleship. Um, in quite a weird little body horror, uh tentacle nightmare of a panel and his power would propel her ship to be the fastest among the fleet and allow her to reach uh, the farthest corners of the galaxy in unprecedented speeds and it also mentions that the Cadets, uh grew enamored of him and would use her touch to grant him a tragically long lifespan poor guy yeah ouch um. There's an interesting logo. On, <laughs> don't say anything the about shit. the logo. <laughs>
0: just just ignore it. Just don't say anything. From a graphic
1: design perspective, I would take a look at it for a minute and and think it over. Um, but I'm not gonna say anything else about it.
0: Do we know what the the writing on it says? I know there's a a a, a, a transcribing alphabet thing part of the official collection, but did you bother to like?
1: shit you know what um i i did i was kind of hoping that you would no um, <laughs> uh where would that be in here um i'm looking at the front page of the visual collection it's like man there's a lot of shit here uh
0: I, extras
1: decoding tools um alternian cheat sheet oh my god okay this is, makes you do the work yourself never mind <laughs> We'll see what it was next time. Um, whatever. I'm gonna assume it says oh, like her imperial I, or some I, bullshit. I,
0: it's it's on the trivia page for the condas. Uh oh. The writing says battleship condescension.
1: <laughs> okay, there you go. It's some bullshit. Doesn't matter. Um. But yeah. Uh, scratch describes how the 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 queen's mo the empress's mo kind of one where she would use her uh, unprecedented speed to make first contact with alien races, uh, have a cordial uh, introduction, um, and after making her escape or taking her leave, uh, she would command some of her fleet to follow her and at some point later destroy destroy and enslave or kill the civilization that she made contact with. You know, pretty fucked up to do that.
0: Yeah, pretty fucked
1: up. <laughs> Genocide is bad.
0: Yes, official stance um, of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct.
1: Um, let's see, forty six. Uh, continuing forty sixty three. Uh, Candace lore. Um, the Candace uh ruled basically through the threat of psychic annihilation. Um, she shares. Uh, she shared a lucis with. Pfeferi, actually, uh, being of the same most noble blood cast, uh, and she used the constant threat of the vast glub from glub uh, to rule uh, and discourage any singular caste from rising up against her. So her modus operandi was to uh, break down society into casts, uh, make sure that they were all... Uh, apart and they could not unify, and then use terrorizing with the threat of uh psychic genocide. And the only threat to her reign would be a unified uprising, but this was mitigated through the spread of a galactic empire, uh, to separate her people from one another. Which is, um I, I I I think Homestuck has officially gotten political. I'm not sure uh I'm not sure what you think, but
0: I, hey, I, I hey think there. there's no politics in Homestuck. Ah, At you know what all. you're right. <laughs> you know what you're right. Never mind.
1: Actually, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> um, I like what Scratch says on this page as well. Uh, which is, I like to think of her as the pet I gave to their race. I believe talking about Glubgolub. Yeah. Uh, dying the species evolution like a sentient swarming gift. Again, it's just the sort of thing a good host does. Um, I I think that there's some interesting commentary there on scratch basically gifting a a monarch with the with nuclear weaponry uh and then letting that turn into uh a brutal divided caste system that's fueled through empire
0: interesting interesting a lot to think about (laughs) much to think about
1: for sure uh but unfortunately for the kundess um it was her own imperial tendencies that would lead to uh, her her downfall, or her race's downfall. Um, because as she was exploring further than she had ever explored before, uh, and further away from Glibgolub than she would ever ventured, uh, this was the day on which the trolls would launch into the game, and uh, with Faerie gone, Glibgolub would unleash the vast glub, killing all but the Candace, uh transforming, as as the comic says, uh, the Troll Empire into nothing more than a galactic necropolis of floating tombs, which is another descriptive great, line I really like.
0: Great line. Really great line. I really like it.
1: Yes, it's pretty cool. Um, and with this, we get to reveal that the cadet is, in fact, on her way back now, and perhaps it's something to do with that big red ship that we saw uh, scratchboard. Um, But being that the the psionic was killed in this in the in the vast club uh she will find she will take about uh 612 years to get back and once she gets back she will find nothing but a moon uh full of slain exiles a ma- um a pair of black lovers and a new employment opportunity which is you know things are wrapping up in a neat little bow um anyway, uh let's see, where are we? Um and this is where Scratch is talking about where the where the the uh the the young girl's uh part is to play in this whole plan. Uh Scratch also knows that he has forgotten his discipline broom. And uh wherever could it be?
0: Huh. Where is it?
1: Anyway. <laughs> where where could it be? Up in the banner, maybe? Um Anyway, uh so scratch recounts that of that when the ancestors were uh, reckoning back to Tralternia in the past um one of them was a little bit late uh Aradia's ancestor specifically was uh 600 or so years late uh, sweeps centuries I don't know what he's talking in I don't care it's been a minute and so she would arrive uh much, much later, in in exile time, if you will, in in grub form, uh perfect for Scratch to raise and twist for his own purposes, which is
0: fucked up. Really
1: fucked up. <laughs> Hate it. Yeah. Really don't like it. <laughs> the it the the, the the adorableness of the of the handmade grub is like really offset by how fucked up the implication of it is. Yeah. Uh, panel cl- panel clashes a bit. Um, but again, uh, this she'll be granted a another tragically long life. Uh, much longer than the dozen or two sweeps that her blood cast would usually dictate. Um, but she's kept alive through uh Lord English's curse, I guess. And in her life, uh, she would become a tool of what does it describe her as? An apparatus of terror and suffering uh, in the in Dr. Crouch and Lord English's, Lord English's plan. Um, she would be used at every critical point in alternative history to sow class strife and bigotry. Uh,
0: again, no politics in Homestead. <laughs> I to talk about <laughs> yeah, I read that line. I was like, damn there really isn't any politics in homestuck at all <laughs> there really aren't
1: there really aren't um there's really like no nothing that you can draw from like the 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 common blooded troll being used to 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 shape bigotry and form a caste system in the society like i guess it would be cool if you could analyze that from if there was like any kind of class based or race based or intersectional analysis of that but, you know, there's no politics in Homestuck, so I guess,
0: I, you know, guess we, guess we gotta move on. We can't talk about it. No dwelling on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: oh my god, where was I?
1: Okay. Okay, so, and once, once Alternia was in ashes, and the game was long past, uh, the Hammond would have one more job, which would be a simple recruitment job. Um, she was to enlist the condess once the condess arrived and found her dead planet, and they would have they would they would have a poetic little standoff of rust blood versus fuchsia blood, uh, and both would be punished and rewarded through this conflict. The condess would be punished, would be rewarded with the power and influence that her new position as a servant would uh would afford her. And be punished with a position of dramatically ironic slavery, for eternity, and the handmaid would be granted uh, would be both punished and rewarded with her death, which she has longed for for God knows how long. So yeah, that's uh in- interesting stuff there. Do you have anything to say about this? Wow, I love the ancestors. <laughs> It's a lot cooler than I remembered it being.
0: Um, um, yeah i I think the 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 story of the ancestors is like one of the more interesting parts of Homestuck that doesn't get like more explanation given to it. Like we mm-hmm. get we get scratches side of things, and then we get Mindfang side of things, and then that's it. Everything else is just kind of. Left up to interpretation and to fill in the holes with lyric stocks made by papers everywhere on Tumblr. (laughs) Very,
1: very smooth transition. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... I think it's partially that... um, Well, one, obviously... Among the fandom, uh, something like this is going to be a little bit less cared for because the characters who we are attached to and we spend all this time with are not here properly. Yeah. Um but also I think that a reason I, I think that as I have grown older and I have become more of a fan of trying to pick out uh meaning from things. I think that this is just fascinating stuff here. Yeah. Uh obviously like it, there There is a very political aspect to it. Um, I don't... I... I have no way of knowing whether or not Andrew Hussey in 2011 uh, planned for... wanted to inject, like, some anti-imperialist or uh, some allegory about societies turning cruel into his funny video game story, but he did, yeah. whether or not he meant to. It's so
0: interesting how he manages to do this and just make us feel like, was this an accident? It It's it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, um... I'm gonna... I'm, this is gonna really change my perception of things to come, I think, Uh. because as of right now, I look at this and I'm like, this is a really uh really good seed for ideas, uh, uh for 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 some ideas here. Um and it's a really solid start. Uh to to the reveal that Alternia is the way it is, specifically because it was engineered that way and it was done so through disseminating uh through use of the handmade to disseminate uh uh class classism and uh Found founding the caste system um that's a really good setup and like that is well I don't know if it's a really good setup but it's very clearly a setup for uh a political story yeah and I don't know I, part of me wishes that we had gotten this way earlier um because I think that it throws all of Alternia that we saw through Hivebent into a, a much more interesting environment
0: yeah, because when, when when you see Hivebent, it's like they're just in their houses for the most part. And you get these tidbits just through word of mouth about like what Alternia is like. Uh, mo- most of it coming through Vriska like later on. Mm-hmm. And, and then you get this. And then that's basically it on like what we get for like what Alternia is like outside of mm-hmm. like what we just got in in a time swap but
1: it's yeah and like a lot of a lot of what we i remember we talked a lot in early in in hive bent about how like there's a lot of wink wink nudge nudge at society being oriented around playing suburb yeah uh but it was there was never like a real analysis or criticism or anything of the of Alternative is cruelty, which is kind of accepted. Yeah. Uh, and having the story suddenly be about um characters trying to f- like overcome or or these characters trying to fight against or in spite of uh an agent who primes universes for his rule by making them like cruel and Im- like into like empire. Yeah. It. It's different, and it's really interesting now. Yeah,
0: because like when when we first see it in Hive Swap, it not Hive Swap and Hivebent. I keep I keep I kept writing down Hive Swap too when in my notes. <laughs> it sucks so bad. It sucks so bad. But when when Alternia is first introduced, the the most we get is like, oh, it's like Earth but bad. Yeah, and like that's kind of it. And there's like no real like point where it's like, oh, it's this bad. It's just like we didn't have any real like. Oh well, how bad is it?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if I have anything else to say at this point besides that I like this. I like what's being planted
0: here. Yeah. I um, I, I like and... it as well. It's a shame that Hussie didn't really do much to like extrapolate on it go more in depth <laughs> give us just a little bit more ancestor content <laughs> uh,
1: yeah um
0: i personally would have yeah, liked uh, to see like more of like uh the summoners like revolution
1: yes i would love to kind of get into that um because that sounds like it could potentially be really interesting from this angle as well yeah for political analysis of it yeah uh but i i guess that we're gonna have to be satisfied with mindfang uh rec- recounting <laughs> her prophecy of it
0: tragic tragic um but you know what else is tragic oh, the papers oh, everywhere is, literally <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: oh oh yes oh yes um i i listen truth be told i forgot about that we were supposed to to I forgot th- I also I forgot that I was supposed to watch them. And so before we started recording, uh John sent them to me and I we we sat silently in the call <laughs> while I listened to the songs and I scrolled through the Tumblr posts.
0: Classic experience. <laughs> I the the concept of like clicking play on an audio post on Tumblr and like scrolling through pictures along to the song is oh my it's God. so good such a good memory of of the old days yeah and uh, no you you go ahead you 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 were gonna say something
1: okay i was gonna say and like man oh man nothing i i very few things have taken me back to like what like old tumblr content than these posts did oh yeah let me tell you
0: oh yeah the the mumford and sons the (laughs) Pentatonics. it's crazy (laughs)
1: man it's so good it's so good real trip down memory lane um yeah so for those of you who might have also forgotten and are now kicking yourselves uh for for this um go go on google papers of a lyric stuck you can find it on youtube or you can and you can uh, either just watch it or you can hit play on the you can click through in the description to find the post and go in a Listen to it and scroll down the page on the images that are not broken somehow. Kudos to Tumblr, I guess, for keeping a post up for more than five years. <laughs> I, every time Tumblr does anything functional, like I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, but it it's a it's it's some premium sad stuck content. Yes, uh, kind of filling in the fan filling in the gaps of the 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 the, the um the suffer life and eventual tragedies that would befall him and his closest friends. And you know what? It's pretty sad.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh one of one of my favorite memories of the past like year is uh me me and a a few of my close friends had a meet up in in Los Angeles back in January before everything went to shit. Little did <laughs> we know. Um like the first night we were all there uh, we just put on, like, one of the Papers Everywhere Sad Stucks, and we just sat there. We just sat there and watched it in silence. And it's, it's, Man. it's one of my favorite memories, because it's it's something. Papers Everywhere, yeah. like, imbued, like, something into these sad stucks.
1: It's... <laughs> It's definitely cringe, but it's the kind of cringe you should be okay with yourself and in, indulging. Yes, in.
0: yes, I yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like uh, Papers Everywhere did like three other three other ones, and like two of them are Imagine Dragons ones, <laughs> and it <laughs> they're just as like cringe in the same way, but it's good. It's
1: <laughs> doing a shocking service for Imagine Dragons here. I don't know if we talk about how much I hate imagine dragons, but i bottom five bands
0: ever i Horrible. i no 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 back up, back up, give me some space okay. you're 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 making me feel very small in this recording studio, just back up buddy <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> when when the first Imagine Dragons album came out, night visions, mm-hmm. it came out at a very impressionable point. In my life. Oh yeah. Mainly the yeah. point where I was just getting into Homestuck and just getting on Tumblr. And everyone who was into Homestuck did not show up about Imagine Dragons, and everyone who was on Tumblr did not shut up about Imagine Dragons. So I'm smiling and nodding with my eyes closed. And so like Radioactive is a shit song. I'm just gonna <laughs> that out there i fucking hate I radioactive okay. i hate it so much it, it i think it's funny that like the confirmed backstory for that song is that they were writing the soundtrack for a spider-man musical and that was like one of the leftover songs is so funny
1: that is really
0: funny <laughs> but but like there are other songs on that album that like really make me like like that picture where it's the guy sitting at the computer and he's remembering sitting at a computer like 5 years ago <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> that's how songs from the first imagine dragons album make me feel
1: see like for me like that's like uh if 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 you went on that that um, English, let me let me get my words in order the equivalent of that for me, which is like also probably equally cringe, would be like, like really popular EDM and like dubstep and shit that you would see on like every you could, like everything that had like two million views on YouTube back in in twenty or 11, 2012. Yes. Uh, Shit that like I would put on a, while playing Minecraft and listen to like Claire, fucking Clarity, big time <laughs> classic. Um. So I can uh, yeah, I'll give you some space for Imagine Dragons.
0: I, sometimes I'll just, like, I'll be having, like, a bad time, and I, I just have to, like, sit down and listen to that album. I I, I did that, like, a month ago. It, it keeps happening. It's... Just, memories. That's how I feel
1: about Skrillex Bangarang. Skrillex, Skrillex Bangar- Bangarang is an unoradly <laughs> good song. Yes. That... It, 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 it do go.
0: That whole first EP that he made is... Woo!
1: Fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I forget what DJ it was who said that, like uh the only reason that that dj's ever fall out of favor is cuz they say some stupid shit man skrillex has said some really fucking stupid shit uh but there's some good old skrillex stuff um
0: he he has certainly said some stupid shit but he is he is somehow like at like the height of his career like as of like right now like he worked with how? He worked with Square Enix for the new Kingdom Hearts theme. Like I would say he's at a higher point now than he was back then. Is is your
1: gauge just proximity to Kingdom Hearts?
0: Maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah. Okay. Okay. Before we end up on the Kingdom going down the Kingdom Hearts rabbit hole, I do have to remind us that we are in the middle of an episode we've only tackled We've not yet finished tackling the reading. It's fine. So it. There's
0: not that much left. We can get it done. We can get it done. There's not that much.
1: Yeah. I'm going to drag us back onto the rails just to to get through the rest okay, of
0: it. Okay. To recap, to recap what's been going on in the banner. Hussey is in the world. <laughs> he Yes. Hussey has has exited his his pseudo canonical weird meta space and is now in the comic. Even more. Do you
1: remember? Do you remember when, when Hussey said the last time he did this that he would keep his, his self inserts to a reasonable extent and not mess with the canon too much? Yes. Because I do. Yes. <laughs> um. It it also uh there's a part in one of these banner sequences where like he's going through the halls and he finds the uh the wolf head the wolf the wolf head from I I I want to say it's also from the Neverending Story. Uh. Which, which would imply that previously, when he was stuck in there, that he was still... He was also on one, on Alternia's moon. So make of that what you will, I guess. <laughs> he was already here, if you will.
0: Hmm. Interesting that <laughs> anyway. you use that line.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very, very much so. Um, but, uh, a- as all this has happened, uh, we've now caught up to where both of us are at. Um, Scratch is uh, getting to the end point of uh, lecturing to the handmaid about her purpose in life and describing her inevitable death. And Hussy has acquired the discipline broom and is sneaking up on Scratch and the handmaid. The handmaid notices. Uh, but Scratch does not. And Hussy leaps in with one of the greatest little monologues this that storytelling dare I say has ever seen. Yes. <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite pages ever. Story time's over, windbag. whoops so oh shit get this fucking clock out of my way. I'm a one-man stampede, and I've got a broom, and that peel of splintering wood you hear is the last gasp of priceless antique disintegrating beneath the outrageous fury of my authorial hooves. Beautiful. Poetry. Dong. So good. Dong. <laughs> Wonderful panel. <laughs> um... Hussy, uh, Hussey saves us from Scratch's bullshit, uh, and starts just beating the shit out of him, uh, with the broom. He grabs him and does this, this fucking, the little jig, iconic little dance.
0: Certified classic gif.
1: <laughs> yes, one of the, one of the most enduring panels of all time. And, uh, the Handmaid sees this as an opportunity to escape, uh, as... Scratch seems to be utterly defenseless against the wrath of his author. Um, I would also like to point out Hussie, uh, saying, uh, you have locked up your last Asian schoolgirl, you sick fuck. Man. <laughs> um, yep. And so, the handmaid, uh, makes her escape. She, uh, she dives out the window and f- flies away. Uh, as... The final battle between herself and the Condess continues up in the sky, uh, a brutal reminder that she cannot escape her fate. Um and at this point we start seeing this mouseover text in the banner. We we saw it, we saw it before, but it was pretty much just Hussie saying bullshit. None of it was really important, I don't think.
0: Yeah, it was it was just him providing dialogue throughout what he was doing. But some commentary. But... But if you're, a, you're if you're a Google Chrome user and you, you haven't moved to the to the to the to, to the unofficial collection, or if 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 you're not on Firefox or any other browser, I don't know. Any Opera users listening? Um, <laughs> any Opera GX gamer gamer browser users listening? <laughs> um, Viz Media has once again fucked it. <laughs> they, uh, <sighs> with, with when the funny green text starts showing up, which is obviously not text. It's it's an image. Um it's it's broken. You can't read it. And I would say it's arguably the most important thing happening right now. Yes. And you just can't read it. <sighs> Fucked. One
1: fuck you viz. Two stop using Chrome. <laughs> uh <laughs> Or don't. I'm not I'm not your boss. Um I don't care. Uh but anyway, uh Someone is speaking to the Handmaid, saying, You there, girl. Uh, as as Hussy realizes that Scratch does appear to be just utterly lifeless, like a fucked up reverse Calvin and Hobbes in his presence. Um, which I, I guess probably has lore implication. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but Hussy notices a a, a a broken seam in Scratch's uh, plush body, uh, reaches up, and retrieves the Homestuck, uh, disc two, as, as the Handmaid confronts, uh, a a large, flashing figure on the on a rooftop, who proclaims that she cannot outrun him because he is already here. Yes, and, and it turns into this giant full page, flashing colors clusterfuck, and it's a. Uh, Quite an entrance for our main villain. Man. Pretty fucking cool. It's great. I forgot how cool this is. It's
0: really good. Um, I just want to say, it feels really obscene watching Hussy reach into Scratch. There, I know he's a puppet, but... I have no response to this. I, I don't... I don't like it. <sighs> I just... I, there's just something about it. <laughs> particularly page forty seventy eight moving on it's it's bad <laughs> moving on get us the hell out of here, Ollie's outing um, uh
1: as the handmaid confronts Lord English on the rooftop, hussy snops and uh yanks us out of it, uh unlocking the the funny sweet bro and hella jeff website theme i miss when this was like a more of a a fully realized thing uh i think that you i i might be wrong but i I think that you could like dump jump around the the website like this a little bit
0: yeah just a little bit but you can't anymore sad
1: (laughs) yeah Anyway, um on snap for our, our our final yeah, for not 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 maybe not in close to final for our, our our I guess our final Super <laughs> and Hello Jeff callback before the big moment. Uh we get the the church comic. Um dong dong <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, you dumb homo is, tool, you're praying wrong. <laughs>
1: I guess since this is here I can just shout out that like this is one of my favorite Super and Hello Jeff comics. Um It's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just for the visual gag of, of sweet bro like trying to manipulate Hella Jeff's hands to pray correctly, and how, it just like dissolves into JPEG, like hell. It's great. Very, very cool. Um, I I've also been made aware, I guess, through this that the. The unofficial collection has like some weird mock ads. Yeah. On the Sweetborn Hall Jeff page. Yeah, it which does. <laughs> is, I really appreciate that. As an old school MSPA reader, I really appreciate the uh, the product. Wonderful ads. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, one of those things that like, I, I I wish that there was that I I just don't think there's ever a way to in, instill in somebody the knowledge of what it was like to read. The comic when the when it was constantly wreathed by ads for like pornographic web comics.
0: Weird time, <laughs> weird. time. Really weird time.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, Hussy unsnops the comic and uh, resolves it back to the theme we're all familiar with, and uh, we insert disc two and we we get back to uh, how it should be. Um, shortly before it all goes shit or goes crazy or you know whatever happens in Cascade. We get a we get our flash for the reading. We get the five times showdown combo. Um let's see. In this flash, uh it's a pretty straightforward scene, uh, where we have our we have a we have a uh my brain just fizzled out completely. It is it is a showdown between Gamzee and the other surviving trolls. Uh Carcat uh Terezi uh Kanaya, and Solix, uh mimicking the party composition of the Ancestor story, if you will. Um and we see Karkat uh the all all they're all ready to uh to throw down or they're scared, apprehensive in some way, and Karkat goes around his allies and pacifies them, uh before advancing on Gamzy, and uh giving him a Big ol uh shoosh pat session then giving him a big ol' hug.
0: So true, so true. Shout out to Solix talking to Lil' Cal, thinking that he's talking to someone else.
1: Yes. Yes. Um
0: i No implications at all.
1: (laughs) Indeed. I uh, I I don't. I've never known how to feel about like Carcat just moirailing Gamzee out of his insanity. It's weird. Uh,
0: yeah. It's a it's uh, a very easy solution.
1: <laughs> it's a very easy solution to what has been a very difficult problem. Yeah. For the past while, and I. If there was ever a time to do it, I think now is it because you have the whole thematic link between the sufferer and Carcat and the sufferer, like, preaching compassion and kindness. But it's just, does not feel quite right for this to occur. Um, I, I file this under the genuine criticisms of how this story functions sometimes. <laughs> I'm not really a huge fan of it.
0: I don't care.
1: <laughs> I can live with it. It's just kind of like it, it. I wish there had been some, like, more, uh, developed resolution to this problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't know what to say. Uh. It's it's Hussey's story. Could do what he wants. Uh. But you know, whatever. Um, and uh, Hussey does. Describe it in, in the book as he's, I guess he's putting it back together, uh, that they would, they would embrace in more religions and it, and it was good. So, yep, cool. And we get a, we get a fake recap,
0: um. So sad. I like the recaps.
1: (laughs) I, yes, I, I was starting to like the recaps too, and I forgot about this panel where you get the, you click and you get the dancing hussy. But yeah, no recap for us. Instead, we get another cruel tease of panels, pages, uh but it's it's just the one and it's and it's short.
0: Just the one, and the the command arrows they're they're fucking up.
1: They're not doing too well. Um But yeah, uh the the single panel takes us to the top of Jade's tower on the land of Frost and Frogs shortly as as the scratch descends from the sky uh she's it's jade on top of the tower jack is there and what it what the genesis tadpole appears to be there as well and as we rejoin on this uh carcat begins pestering her as she's afk and he's about to spill his guts uh and Say something about uh, something that he, his gutless future self can't express.
0: Man, yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what he was about to say.
1: <laughs> who knows? It's lost. Now it's lost. The time. Um, he, he. Yeah, he also says like you know, he's he's in, he's on board with the plan. Big green beacon's supposed to appear, so you know maybe they'll meet up. Um, who knows? He's getting tired of being in mortal peril. Which I empathize with a little bit, uh, or sympathize with. I don't know. I'm not in moral peril, so I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't remember the difference. Whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, but uh, it, as Karkat is about to make an important confession, um, Jade does return and is like, "Hey, hold on! I see something in the sky, and uh, it appears to be the courtyard droll." <laughs> Dear God! <laughs> Parachute again. With a big old pallet of shaving cream, um, and at this moment, uh, the timeline cuts out, and Carcat can no longer see what's happening. And what happens is the courtyard troll lands. Jade examines what appears to be plastic explosives taped all over the big old pallet of shaving cream, and it blows up, and it kills Jade and it tosses the genesis tadpole into the volcano
0: and and jack is freaking out
1: <laughs> yep and the courtyard droll's doing a funny little dance
0: to be fair he did his mission he he's he has reason to be happy
1: with himself i guess um but it's it's kind of fucked up
0: it, it's really fucked up Um,
1: Um, but he was just doing what he was
0: told. So,
1: yeah, Jack's not happy about it. Um, I, I guess he, he changed his mind or something. Uh, but yeah. And listeners reminder that Jade's dream self died a while ago. So whatever will happen to our heroine,
0: man, what a, what a tragic thing to happen that is completely irreversible. Yeah.
1: And it is at this point that we find ourselves staring down that <laughs> S-Cascade. <laughs> there command. it is. There it is. I am more. <laughs> I am more scared than I have ever been of anything in my entire life. Um, Man, I can't believe it's here. But not today. Not,
0: not today. today. Not today. Next time. <clears throat> it's... Man! It's... It's it's weird how, how it kind of sneaks up on you. Like, but like,
1: even though we've been talking about it nonstop for weeks, we, Yeah,
0: we've been talking about it nonstop because we, we have this idea of like knowing where it is and me being the person who sets the page ranges. I have like an even better idea of like when it's going to happen, but readers who are probably not abiding by page ranges and don't know when it's going to happen. It, pre- it, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Ah, uh, because it you f-
1: it almost it almost feels wrong to have there be a panel before Cascade. It's like this mythical event, and and it's just part of the comic.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. Well, can, I interrupted you.
0: No, it's fine. <laughs> uh' because like we just finished the green pages. Like we were in the green mm-hmm. pages for a while, and couple episodes, and now we're back on the white pages, and we've been in the white pages for. Not long. Two seconds. Two seconds, and it's already game time. Yeah. Um It's about to go so, down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh so dare I ask what we're reading next week?
0: Oh my. Next week. We 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 are reading a record low amount of pages.
1: <laughs> I wonder why.
0: <laughs> we we will be covering pages forty one oh nine to 4112 Interesting. I wonder what's going to happen on page 4113. 1, I wonder what happens then. Is it the is it the beginning of Act 6? Yes, it's the beginning of Act 6.
1: Okay, so so we're reading the the rest of Act 5.
0: Yes. Well, there's the intermission, intermission 2 as well. Oh, Which yeah, is just the, one flash. Okay. So we're covering two flashes next week. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And things will happen. Gears will turn. One of them's the,
1: one of them's the big one. Action will gears happen. will, in fact, turn. I, I I so badly wanted to talk about Cascade, but you, you'd... we'll talk about it when we when we watch it. And like, man, oh man, is there a lot to talk about? Uh...
0: So much, so much to talk about. Things that happen in the comic, things that happen outside the comic, uh, large scale implications across the board across the the real world. Yes. <laughs> we will cover so much next week. It will be our greatest episode ever. It will it will put episode 4 to shame. It
1: <laughs> I already think that uh that the 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 Mindfangs journal episode Power Crept, episode 4. Okay. It <laughs> I think that that was the sp- spiritual successor.
0: Um it, it it will be better than both of those episodes combined. it would be better than descend. Yes.
1: Uh we... Because I think Descend is still probably the most, um, the most impactful flash. Yeah. Unless I'm forgetting something. Yeah, it's
0: the most, like, oh shit. Well, hmm. Which one? I I
1: think we can say that Descend is, like, the the peak flash uh, up until this point. Yeah. Um, because, like, we, for the running, like, we have, like, an act flashes. The walk-around flashes are, like, good, but they're not the same. They're a different. Yeah. Uh, the I th- in my head, like the good flashes are like the ones where a lot of things happen in in one in a, in a short span of time, and it's like cool and it's new and big implications happen. Yeah. And the the walkarounds will do that, but there really is a different way of engaging with like what could easily be a set of panels. Yeah. I think. Um. And the. The 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 the, the movie flash the movie flashes are like this whole different thing with like music yeah and shit yeah, and yeah
0: yeah uh, Jade enter was also a pretty big oh shit moment oh yeah that's that was wild uh yeah we can we can save our musings for for the the episode after next episode uh mm-hmm. our, our 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 season roundup our recap episode our episode fourteen of Attack on Titan our why every anime ever
1: has had a clip show episode and why would you bring up attack on I, titan?
0: I, it's like the one that comes to mind because like okay. it was like my falling off point for attack on titan where <laughs> i was like oh this is boring except for us it's gonna be like oh we've covered a this lot
1: was, yeah this was su- surprisingly cool uh but yeah not not draining any more content that we could milk out of a, a recap episode now um I feel like we really did a pretty comprehensive job of going back over all the Ancestor stuff when we read it. Yeah. Unless you have any, uh, anything more to say on what happened today?
0: Um, I mean, I mean, as I've said, I'm a pretty big fan of the Ancestor stuff, so I, I Mm -hmm. I enjoy talking about it whenever, um, I, my, my one, like, complaint about the, the Ancestor stuff that we've that we covered today is like. There's like this non cohesiveness with like. What was in Mindfang's journal. Like, we're just left mm-hmm. to make the connections ourselves, which I mean, they're there. It's just. I don't know. Scratch, like, not bringing up Mindfang or red glare or the summoner outside of like one line. It. Yeah. It. it it's it's definitely supposed to be like, oh, this is the other half of, like, what goes on with the Ancestors, but I don't know. I just wish there was more to it.
1: Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. I'm thinking about it. There are definitely a couple of Ancestors that really don't receive any development nearly at all. Yeah. Um, I uh actually would have liked a bit more about the Executor. Yeah. Um, the Expatriate. Yes. I... I the, the 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 detail that he spared the disciple and then got yeeted out of society um is really interesting because you would think that he would just be killed yeah uh and i would love to have more details on that story potentially um i feel like dual scar is he obviously plays a big part in mindfang's journal but there's there wasn't really that was it pretty much yeah and the, was it the high the high blood this the the high subject later
0: grand high blood also yeah yeah
1: is another character who really did not get a whole lot, um, and strikes me was especially odd considering that uh, Gamzee is considering that that was like called back to right in the showdown flash with the the ancestors and like, Gamzee's ancestor showing up is a little feels a little bit odd It doesn't really add much charge to the scene considering that all we know about him is like. Oh, he was another big scary genocide guy. Yeah. Um so yeah, the more ancestors content will be nice. Um and uh Alex, you can say this in a clip and you can play it again uh once we get to open bound. Um when we get the utter monkey's paw of ancestor content that, <laughs> that is. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, um I I thought this would be kind of a chill low key episode honestly but like I I really enjoyed the discussion and I really enjoyed how not political this reading was. It was so um,
0: insanely not political. So unpolitical just like the rest of Homestuck.
1: <laughs> uh and um I I am really really excited for for Cascade at the end of Act 5. It's going to be uh, good.
0: It's going to be great.
1: Next time. Um. So, I don't have anything more to say. Uh, and I am going to propose that we take it to the close at this point. Yep. Uh, the, uh,
0: I I say good. we've covered it all pretty good.
1: All right. Well, uh, I always have to remember how to take it to the close. Um, but I, okay, I think I got it. Okay. So, <laughs> listeners, um, you have been, as always, listening to a Homestuck podcast. Uh, and again, as always, I am Aiden. And I'm John. Um. And uh we hope to see you again next week with uh forty one oh nine to forty one twelve. I wanna shout out all of our listeners. Um I I I think I said this last week, but like I'm still kind of reeling over like looking at the Spotify analytics and finding out there's like a hundred people listening on there. Like crazy.
0: that's crazy. It's crazy. That's that's wild. Reminder to 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 you guys, uh you should follow our Twitter. Um
1: follow our Twitter and join our
0: Discord server. At um, at Cast on Twitter yeah reach out to us uh, say hello i'll i'll respond to your tweet i won't respond I to might. dms
1: <laughs> <laughs> i might respond to your i'll respond to your tweet in the official account if john doesn't get to it first uh they're the they're the social media manager i think um i just you see think
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i hop on and say something every now and <laughs> again you are we don't have like it we don't have like it or we don't have a strict or operating structure we have
0: an unpaid Uh, intern who who runs the the social media accounts uh and it's
1: you accounts
0: plural uh look out for the fabled (laughs) hp cast facebook account
1: (laughs) oh my god um anyway uh what i was going to say was i want to shout to all of our listeners um thank you for sticking with us and supporting us it's it's it means a lot that people are listening to us ramble about this shit, uh, and feels a little bit weird that people are just witnessing my rediscovery of this thing that was so important to me in my childhood. But hey, it's cool. Awesome. Whatever. Um, the shout-out to uh, to Alex, as always, our wonderful, beautiful editor and artist. Uh, use the GOAT. Uh, shout-out to him. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, catch us again next week when we finish up Act 5 holy fuck Um, yeah see see you next week everybody